Welcome back to Bold of You to Say. We're back with our review for Borat 2. Electric the, Boogaloo. The full title being Borat Subsequent Movie Film. Delivery of prodigious bride to American regime for make benefit once glorious nation of Kazakhstan. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we'll call it Borat 2 for short. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a much easier to pronounce title. Yeah. Especially since I keep accidentally calling it Kekistan every time I talk about <laughs> it. We'll uh, we'll get into our we'll start off with our general thoughts, then we'll go into the synopsis, we'll break down the movie scene and by scene. And we'll end it off with our kernel thoughts. And uh, we'll get into the controversy surrounding the movie. We'll uh, we'll talk about the things that were staged and of course we will discuss the infamous Rudy Giuliani scene. Yeah. Uh, remember to like, comment, subscribe, ring that notification bell. Our social media is in the description, so you can follow us on you know, Twitter and whatnot. There's timestamps down below, so you can skip to whatever you'd like. If you want to just hear the controversy surrounding the movie, or if you just want to hear about the things that were staged, that'll all be uh, listed out down below. Before we get into the review, though, we will be playing a short ad that we recorded as part of a contest with Honey. Uh, you probably know about them. That will play, and then then we'll get into the review. Like most people, I'm sure you guys have known these two people. There was the kid in math class that could program a bunch of cool games and all the formulas we were supposed to be learning into his calculator. That kid was cool. There was also the aunt that clipped coupons. And she always came in clutch for back-to-school season. She'd get you $50 off a backpack. Now, if only there was some product we could use that combined these two concepts. Yeah, if only. Well, the future is now. In this cyberpunk technological age, we have Honey. As part of the Sponsor Me Honey contest, we are going to tell you why you want Honey and how to use it. Let's lay it out. Honey is a Chrome extension that searches the web for the best coupons on major retail websites. Once it finds a batch of codes for you to use, it can automatically test those codes to find discounts on the items in your cart. Personally, I recently used Honey to save a few bucks on pizza. I don't know if it works for stuff that I do, because I haven't had Honey before. Like, this is all new to me, the, this, this whole system. But uh, the thing I do a lot in my free time when I'm not doing the podcast and stuff is I paint miniatures, like little, like little model kits and stuff. And those usually are like really expensive. Like they're just like the little miniatures, like a a two inch figurine is like twenty to fifty dollars, depending on like size and what the character is of. So it's like if there's a way to save money on that, like I totally take that. My money's tight, and my hobbies are are very expensive. <laughs> You see, I've been thinking about possibly getting G Fuel, and Honey um, has actually had some pretty good deals where I could save up to like $20 on some of it, when it was usually like $60 or $40. And you, the listener, can soon taste the sweet savings. If you want to start saving money with Honey, go to joinhoney.com slash besthoneyad to add Honey to your browser. So let's just get... Let's just jump right into it. So, Jared, what are your general thoughts on Borat 2? I thought the first Borat was good when I look back on it. But then I start to remember how much I hate that voice. (laughs) (laughs) My life. Watching that movie, I had to pause it several times to leave the room because his that that accent 
fake voice thing he does. It's just. I hate it so much. <laughs> so fucking annoying. Well, but, you don't you don't like it when he says my wife. I don't like it when he talks. It's like, hello, I am from Bo I am Borat. I'm from another country. You don't get it. Jews. He's foreign. It's hilarious. Yeah, I I really hate that voice he does. <laughs> but I think it was a good movie. It was funny. Uh, there's a lot of scenes I didn't like just because like. I don't know. It's just I just get like a this feeling of like when you you know when you're watching a cringy video and it's like, "Ooh, that that no." I get a lot, I kept getting a lot of those vibes, but that's just because these are situations that I would probably not want to be in that these people are putting themselves in. Yeah, I guess, but that's like that's how all of Sasha Baron Cohen's movies are. I know, and I just don't like feeling like that when watching a movie. Like, I get that with some movies where it's like, ah, uh, the main character is embarrassing himself. And it's like, ooh, I get secondhand embarrassment from that. I get secondhand embarrassment from Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> Every time I see him, I'm just, ooh, it's, it's Cohen. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a good movie. I recommend it. It's fun to yeah. watch. I mean, it's got a lot of good goofs, I think. I watched the original, and then, like, the next day I watched um, the subsequent movie film. And yeah. um, really comparing the two, I think Borat's subsequent movie film really lives up to the to the hype of the original. I mean, it's not bad. I'm not saying it's bad in any way. I'm just saying, like, in my opinion, it's not my personal cup of tea. Like, on a scale of, like, Anchorman 2 to Empire Strikes Back, um, I'd say it's it's pretty close to an Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I'd say it's a Halo 2. Now, nothing, no, <laughs> no sequel will ever get to the level of, like, a Shrek 2. That's impossible. You can't that, perfect perfection. That's a conversation for another day, but Shrek 2 is objectively the best sequel ever. You know made. what? Fuck it. We're going to go into that rant. I'm telling you right now, there is no way in hell you can make a sequel that's better than Shrek 2. That that movie made a, a, a remake of a song, and I can't even listen to the original one without feeling let down. I know this is a review for Borat 2, but watch <laughs> Shrek 2. Please, I beg of you. I know you've all seen it before. Just do it again. Yeah, just... Uh, Watch it this time with with your film analysis brain instead of your uh, little kid brain. No, no, just watch it. I don't care if you even think about it. I don't care if you guys are just having sex during it, because that's what most people probably do, because it's such a great movie. Don't waste your time doing that, though. <laughs> Shrek 2 is better than sh sex, than Shreks. Just watch it just so it can get another view on Netflix or, or whatever it's on. I want you to pull out the disc and shove it into your stupid fucking brain. <laughs> I love you, viewers. <laughs> so anyway, back to Borat 2. Um, back to not Shrek 2. A lot of people have been saying this, but Maria Bakalova, the actress that plays um, that Sugar. plays Borat's daughter. Oh. Um she did an incredible job. Uh, she's an amazing actress. Um, yeah, she almost got solicited by an actual U.S. politician. 
<laughs> yeah, we'll get into that later. <laughs> but yeah, she she gave an amazing performance. She was very convincing in her role. She, I mean, it would have been pretty easy for her to like, you know, just um, kind of drown in in Sasha Baron Cohen's shadow. But she really like held her own throughout the entire movie. Yeah, no, she was great. Uh, one of the best child actors I've seen in a while. Well, she's actually 24, so. Oh, I thought she was actually 12. She is such a tiny person. Fucking hell. And that is why it's okay for Rudy Giuliani to masturbate in her presence. Duh. No, it is not. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can promise you. And we will get into that later. Yes. Not Rudy Giuliani. I don't think anyone wants to get into that. Yeah, of course. No, that's that's why he does what he does. Anyway, Borat too. Um, yes. It was really it was really fun watching the movie. Uh, not just because it's uh, not just because it's a good movie, but also like recognizing uh, scenes that we have actually uh, seen before, like in the Previews. news. Yeah, such like, as. Uh, uh, the KKK guy going to the Republican convention or the uh, the guy that ran in during Mike Pence's speech dressed as Donald Trump carrying a woman. Turned out it was Borat. Who knew? Yeah, we'll also get into that. Uh, we'll get into that more later. Those uh, those events. Yeah. So do you have any more general thoughts before we get into the synopsis? Um, Not really. Uh, I can talk about more stuff as we continue with the synopsis, though. All right. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll break it down scene by scene. We'll give our uh, we'll give our two cents on on uh, each um, on each bit that they do um, as we go along. Uh, we'll have, of course, we'll have timestamps down below. So if you want to skip the synopsis and just get to our um, our other. Uh, or other topics, then you there's can do a, that. There's a Borat joke you want us to talk about. Just skip to it. Just you can. Uh, we'll we'll release a cut of this. That's just us saying my wife. Every sentence. Will you be my black wife? <laughs> no. <laughs> so anyway, uh, going into the synopsis. Um, so the the movie starts with Borat disgraced working in the gulag. And he has to, uh, he, he's commissioned to take Johnny the Monkey, Kazakhstan's number one actor slash porn star, to Mike Pence, America's number one pussy hound. Um, <laughs> so they both get shipped to America um, in a very roundabout way, which we'll get into at the, at the end. Uh, Borat is recognized uh, in the streets because, of course, he is. Um, everyone knows my life. Yes. Uh, so he has to, um, so he has to go in disguise throughout most of the rest of the movie. So he goes to a costume store, buys out their entire stock. Then he uh, is disguised as an American, and we get our first um, interview bit. It's in a tech store. The guy at the store is teaching him how to do FaceTime, and you see, like, he's walking him through basically how to operate a smartphone porn ensues it's a very it's a it's a pretty funny bit i think i mean even even if it wasn't 
in Borat, like on its own, it's a pretty funny sketch. Oh yeah. Just a foreign guy comes in. How to use phone? Oh, there's your your brother's inside phone. There's one thing though, uh that was supposed to be an interview. Was he in on it the whole time or no? Because like I know at the end of the movie that guy comes back and it's in the the, yeah, the part I, that's fictional. I don't know. I, I've done a little bit of research into this movie, uh just you know, a, ahead of this recording. Yeah. And I haven't really seen anything about that yet, but I would assume that he was kind of let in on the bit after they shot the uh, the 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 bit, you know, with the smartphone. Yeah, they probably I mean, um, they probably reached out later, and they were like, "Hey, you know, we need you to record a another uh, an additional Murphy. thing to add on at the end of the movie," or. I don't know. They're all they're always very selective with what information they actually present what to their victims. Like, I mean, interviewees. Them. What if he What if he came up to them? It's like, hey, can can I? Can you put me in it again? I want to do more. <laughs> so for the next story beat, we get um, Borat awaiting the arrival of Johnny the Monkey, uh, but we find out when the uh, when the shipping crate is opened that it was actually his daughter, uh, Tutor t- Tutar. I don't know how you say it with not a Kazakhstan accent. Tutar, Tutar, my tutar. wife, my wife, Tutar. So anyway, Borat's daughter uh, turns out ate Johnny the monkey, um, or or not. You know, it's really left open ended. Uh no. <laughs> Anyway, someone has eaten Johnny the monkey. We're not pointing fingers, but now that puts it was Borat. That puts Borat in a bit of a predicament. So he goes um, and he does another interview bit. This time it's um, it's with a guy operating a, a fax machine. So he uh, has a conversation with uh, Kazakhstan's premier, and they do a little sub you know back and forth thing it's 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 a funny thing you know guy sends a dick pic it's all it's all it's all Over good facts good machine. goofs yeah so great so it ends up being decided that borat's daughter is going to be given as a wife to um to mike pence instead of johnny the monkey so she needs a makeover and that's when we get the introduction to the uh the the, the kazakhstan daughter manual which is um how to uh you know raise a child yeah uh, right specifically way. a female child yes only them they're the only ones that need it yeah um but yeah that book is pretty integral to the plot throughout um a lot of the rest of the movie yeah but then after that we get another interview bit with the uh at a uh, farm and fleet store, Borat is gonna is buying a cage for his daughter, um, asking questions about you know how much propane it takes to kill a group of gypsies, and the the, the worker is uh, surprisingly unfazed by this like he interaction. Conver- he, I feel like he gets that uh, question a lot. It is a farm and fleet. You have to remember that. That's true. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like out of all the uh, all the oppressed groups, gypsies are like the, the most like or the ye olde kind of 
oppressed group. Yeah, but like, you know, they're not white. <laughs> anyway, um, after Borat gets his daughter a cage, like a responsible father, uh, we get <laughs> we get another interview bit with Tutar, my wife, interviewing a uh, uh, supposed sugar baby, uh, which we will also get into later. Um, We're not going to get into her later. Yeah, I should rephrase that. We're going to get, we're going to, we're going to delve into that topic a little bit more. There you go. Yeah. Don't want to get the viewers' hopes up. Then she goes to the hairdresser, gets the old dog, the bounty hunter treatment. Hell yeah. I like your cut, G. Yeah. Then she, um, then, and then they, uh, they go to a, a dress store and, uh, she she wear she is she's gonna try on a dress. Then she comes out wearing the bag, which I I don't know. I feel like I find that too funny. Like I feel like I think it's funnier than it is wearing the bag. Yeah, I don't know. That just I thought it was kind of funny. I didn't I didn't think it was like know, just dead screaming into the floor laughing. But I don't know. know. It just it it just tickles me. You know, I got a good hearty laugh out of it. Well, I mean, yeah, if you wear a bag, it'll probably tickle you. You know what I meant, you bastard. I know exactly what you meant. So after that, Borat takes um, takes his daughter to a, a a cake shop. He has to get a cake for his premiere, gets Jews Will Not Replace Us, iced onto the top of it, and the, the baker is very unfazed by that also. Yeah, she seems slightly uncomfortable, but just like, I ah, fuck it. She probably honestly gets that a lot. She probably gets that a lot. Yeah. Like, up, oh, same shit, different day. Yeah. The only difference is that it's someone with a funny accent. Yeah. That was probably what took her back. Usually they got more of a drawl. <laughs> uh, after that, Borat puts a baby in Tutar and. Then so you know, to... I feel like you should probably explain that a bit. <laughs> Don't I, just leave it at that. <laughs> I simply refuse. Borat puts a baby in her. Yeah, Borat puts a baby in his daughter, and yep. they go to a, 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 a what is it a a, a crisis hotline teacher. They go to like a like an, a a women's health clinic. And for some reason, a, a, a male, male pastor, pastor, a male pastor is running the abortion section. Yeah. Because fucking Texas. Fucking Texas. So but, uh, anyway, that, no, that, that bit was funny. is uh, I actually really like that bit. Yeah. They use that one a lot for marketing. Um, I can see why. Rightly I, so. It was pretty good. It, it's a it's a funny little goof. Oh, yeah. On, she keeps saying that your father and. You're saying she's daughter? Are you related? <laughs> yeah. He's like, now this you're you you're referred to her as your daughter. This is like some freaky role play shit, right? No. Okay, well, you know, I don't get paid enough to 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 unwrap that. So let's just uh I'll give you the standard uh God planned this um even in this in even even though in this this instance it's a it's a little messed up to say that, but you know, mysterious ways and whatnot. God I gotta works go to lunch. In mysterious ways. Sometimes God is just like, you know, I'm gonna get a fifteen year old pregnant 
with by their father yeah because i'm mysterious god's not like other girls god's an unstable bitch yeah god's just he's they're just having a day aren't they anyway back to the movie we get a uh, a high society bit very reminiscent of the first borat movie this time with creepy old men making comments about a 15 year old girl and how much they'd pay for her <laughs> we'll also get into that bit a little bit later also because there is a bit of behind the scenes detail that's worth getting into yes so then they do the uh, the the moon blood dance that goes over about how you would expect it to uh yeah i i called that that was gonna happen i'm starting to like notice a pattern with a lot of their things where it's like think of something that'd be kind of gross to see in public that's probably what's gonna happen yeah <laughs> after the moon blood dance um they're like what are we gonna do and then borat finds about finds out about cpac um the conservative political action conference yeah. i think i don't know i'm not gonna bother fact checking that um hijinks ensue we get the the kkk oopsie daisy and uh borat in trump cosplay which yes. is another which which is um one of the uh one of the things we mentioned at the start how we uh we saw articles and and stuff about that in the news we just didn't know it was borat how and i mean how could you have known yeah he's wearing a fucking hood <laughs> i mean i remember when this like first happened i don't people i never saw that they're like this is confirmed i might have seen like one tweet about the kkk thing but i was at the time i was just like you know that's conservatives but on my secret twitter i saw like fucking 20 of them it was insane it's like dark conserv there's kkks and the conservative thing and it's like yeah you didn't know Oh, yeah. But um I I remember when I uh when when CPAC happened and there were stories in the news about like someone someone burst in during Mike Pence's speech and they were dressed like Donald Trump and they were carrying a woman and I I remember um some people were like, Is that was that Sasha Baron Cohen? Yeah. <laughs> But no one knew. Apparently, they didn't like ID him as security was escorting him out. They paid them off. <laughs> Good old Keg- uh, I almost said Kekistan, Kazakhstan money. Because <laughs> you keep saying Kazakhstan. Am I not saying it right? It's, it's Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. But I'm, pro- I'm probably not. I'm probably not saying it right. It's a either. fake country. Does it matter? It's actually, it's actually a real country. You're fucking shitting me. It's real. Yeah. How do they feel with Borat saying he lives there? Well, I was going to bring this up later, but I guess we'll just get into it now. Yeah, I'm sorry. I did not know that this was a real country. Kazakhstan is a real country in the Middle East, and uh, they were very upset after the first Borat movie because like you know obviously that movie made them look pretty bad but I guess now after the after the sequel came out they've uh, they've grown a sense of humor and now their uh, their tourism slogan is very nice 
Oh my god, you told me about this. Holy shit, I completely forgot that you told me about this already. How do I forget an entire country exists? I mean, I forget that Wyoming exists a lot. I mean, that's Oh wait, no, point. it doesn't. Wyoming doesn't exist. But that's the thing, though. At least that is a made-up state and not an actual place. Yeah, God, imagine, world. imagine if Wyoming was real. <laughs> oh, I can't even say that with a straight face. Yeah, it's such a fake fucking place. Can you believe people believe it's real? I know. I have a friend that they he, insist he lives in Wyoming. He he has brought up how he's like gone on vacation to Wyoming, and it's like, come on. You don't need to do this just for the attention. Like, come on, dude. We're all Wyoming the isn't real. It this. can't hurt you. Yeah. Uh, people are getting dumb nowadays, though. Anyway, so, yeah, back to the movie. Where's Borat 2 takes place, anyways? I don't remember what uh, country, not country, uh, states he was in. Was it just Washington? Uh, it was, like, along the south. I think he landed in Texas and then he made his way to Washington, D.C. Oh, yeah. That is. I do want to point out. I I thought it was really funny, but they have uh in the beginning when he's going to America, they have a little like a uh, little a uh, little thing play where you see the boat dropping off all these different places before it takes him to where he's supposed to go, and they yeah. stop in Maine at one point, and then they continue on down to <laughs> Texas. Like he lands at America. But then he keeps. Then he goes to another spot, and that's where he decides to go even well, further course. from his goal. <laughs> so, anyway, after CPAC happens, um, targets shift uh, because Mike Pence that that bridge is burned. It uh, appears that he would not accept this fifteen-year-old as his wife after <laughs> all, especially after what happened at CPAC. So. Uh, the crosshairs immediately shift to Rudy Giuliani, quite infamously so. They go through a bunch of uh, a bunch of Republicans, and it's like this guy's in jail, in jail, arrested, jail, jail. Hey, he's available. Yeah, Giuliani is like the one Republican left that's not either in jail or indicted on something. Yeah. 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 That, that's a good point. That's a good. Uh, we're going to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, we will get into the Giuliani scene after we're done with the synopsis. So yes. the uh, the next interview bit that they do is uh, Tutar is going to get plastic surgery. And uh, when they're go when they're doing the consultation, the surgeon is uh, uh, alarmingly OK with it. Yeah. Alarmingly comfortable with casual anti-Semitism. Mm hmm. And he's also like very upfront with like how he would uh, have sex with Tutar if her dad wasn't there. Well, I mean, it's like begrudging, but it's like still you, you don't have to do that. So but yeah, it, um, Borat is like, now will you give her nose of Jew? And uh, I'm not good at the voice, but um, yeah, he's like, um, well, actually, Jews noses are like this. And it's like, oh, yeah, don't. he just. <laughs> He's Don't not play like, oh, along. no. But I think I think that's what I like about Borat, though. He really helps you see the worst in most people. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's like in the first movie when he actually, um, 
at the rodeo when he was talking to that old man and he got his guard down so much that he got the guy to admit like, yeah, you know, we just want to hang gay people in this country. Yeah. God damn, Sasha. You've done it again. <laughs> so anyways, uh, the surgery costs too much. They're like 70 bucks short. So Borat has to raise $70 in 24 hours. So he Please. leaves... He leaves Tutar with a babysitter. Uh, Borat like, does some barbershop stuff. Not much really happens with that. Meanwhile, the babysitter is giving Tutar a pep talk. Um, and by the way, uh, Janice Jones, the woman that um, that is the, uh, the the babysitter in the movie, amazing person, absolute saint. Because this whole time she thinks that this is like a real documentary. Yeah. And she does her darndest to get this this girl to to rethink her life decisions. And it's like, like, hey, you don't have to, you know, sell yourself into basically slavery. It's like this woman was not paid enough for what she did. Um, But we'll get into that later also. So after Tutar receives that pep talk. She decides not to go through with the surgery. She goes next door to a Republican feminist meeting, which is itself an oxymoron. (laughs) Yeah, it's an oxymoron. And uh, she converses with them. She learns that women can drive cars and like own property and stuff. Then she starts to rethink some of the stuff in this daughter manual. So she goes to the bathroom and yeah, she touches her vagine and oh my god. She she realizes like, hey, you know, I didn't turns get sucked out, into my own vagina. Yeah, it turns out I'm not housing a black hole in my crotch. <laughs> but I am. Y'all better be thankful. Jared, you're just built different. I I am. I, I am built as a the prison for the destroyer of worlds. So after Tutar uh has this awakening. Uh, and rises like a phoenix from the ashes. She uh, she goes back to the Republican feminist meeting. She goes up on stage and she basically walks them through her experience. And they are very uh, uh, concerned, I'd say, uh, with what is happening. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, let's get her out of here. So then after that, we get the breakup scene where... Uh, Tutar confronts Borat on just everything. He's like, hey, I'm a human being. Borat's like, nah, you're not my wife. So they go their separate ways. Tutar goes on to become a reporter, which is what she's been wanting to do. Um, and Borat lives with a bunch of rednecks. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Borat goes and does an anti-Semitism he uh he meets a uh, a survivor of the Holocaust oh, right. in a synagogue. Yeah, dressed and, uh, as a uh as like Satan mixed with a Jewish stereotype. It's like fully a Jewish stereotype with like you know the long prosthetic nose and like the yeah, little yeah. the but little he like also curly is, like, cues. Wearing fucking like devil tail and like horns and shit. Well, that's like what um anti Semites think Jews look like. They like, think Jews look like, that, like the devil. That's exactly what the Nazi propaganda looked like. 
Oh, I, you see, I don't really look at Nazi propaganda that often, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> what, you haven't seen Jojo Rabbit? No, don't spoil anything yet. I still have to watch it. That movie came out like a year and a half ago. I don't watch movies, Alex. You, you, this should have been an experience. <laughs> I have a problem where it's like, I want to see a movie, but when it comes to actually watching, it's like, now I have really bad time investment issues. Jared, this is unrelated, but you have to watch Jojo Rabbit. I will. I do really want to see it. I want to see Taika Waititi as Hitler. It's it's a sight. It's a sight, I gotta tell you. Um, so anyway, Borat gets a stern talking to from a, a Holocaust survivor. Um, and he gets the entirely now, wrong honest, idea though, from it. it. Wasn't, it was, she wasn't a stern talking, though. She seemed like she was genuinely concerned for him. Yeah. And like, you know what? Power to her. Yeah. She, that The woman in that scene is an absolute saint. Yeah, no, she's yeah, fucking... We will, we will get into that later because there's a whole story surrounding that. Yeah. Like this movie, there's a whole story surrounding it, and I keep accidentally sidetracking it. So uh, after, uh, after Borat finds out that the Holocaust did indeed happen, which is like his country's pride to see to him yeah it's fictional kazakhstan's like number um, one holiday yeah real life kazakhstan probably around number five (laughs) wow (laughs) i've never been so i don't know during the events of this movie covid ensues and borat's like hey where is everyone and then he meets a uh a bearded fellow outside of um, outside of a, a convenience store. And he's like, hey, can I stay with you? And he's like, sure. Fuck <laughs> it. Yeah. Now, I have to admit, uh, when I when they did the thing where he walks into his house and he's got all the hunter stuff and the fuck around and find out snake hanging over the, the mantle, I was really like dreading the next few scenes because I figured they were just going to be the worst. They weren't like... Like, they, they still were just, you know, stereotypical Republicans, but I don't know. I feel like they had some charm to them. Yeah. They went um, the worst they could have been. Yeah, there's, what, two of them? Yeah, it's Jerry and Jeff. Yeah, so these are, like, full-on QAnon conspiracy uh, believers. They have the uh, tread, don't tread on me snake, like, just hanging right above their fucking doorway. So you know that they... They probably have joined a few militia groups. Oh, for sure. Yeah. They they look like the Unite the Right rally. Yeah. <laughs> but uh no, they they befriend Borat. Yeah, and they teach him that the Clintons um created COVID. They uh, yeah, and they drink the the blood of children in order to stay young. Yeah. <laughs> and uh Democrats of course are more dangerous than COVID. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a little off real quick, but have you seen Hillary Clinton before? Just in general? Yeah, like yeah, you've seen her face, right? What she looks like? Yes. She is not c- containing eternal youth in any shape or form. If she is drinking the blood of children <laughs> to stay young, then she needs to find a different source. <laughs> She's drinking the blood of the wrong children. She's drinking the blood of children born in 1902. <laughs> She's like drinking the blood of diabetic children. Yeah. <laughs> the bad blood. Blood but bad blood kids. 
No, you know who's even worse off? Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton in the oh, last man. twenty in the last twenty years, he's aged like eighty years. Speaking about like really old poly- uh, like famous people, have you seen Prince Harry? Motherfucker looks like his skin's about to melt oh, off his face. It's the, horrifying. The, the ghoul. Yeah, the ghoul king. How's it going, smooth skin? How you doing, smooth skin? Me and my wife are going out. I'm married to the Queen of England. <laughs> so, uh, he actually, uh, Borat, um, or Sasha Baron Cohen actually lived with these people for like a straight week and had to stay in character the entire time. That is just a testament. Like, I don't think I could have. I would have like yeah. broken down at some point. It's like, I'm not this guy. I know. I don't know how long I could have gone before I'm like, you are wrong. <laughs> oh my god. So anyway, they uh they find out that Tutar will be at a a conservative um March for Our Rights rally. So oh, yeah. the one of the dumbest things. Borat sees this as his opportunity to go and um you know Convince reunite her with come her. Back. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where we get the country Steve bit. That was another one that we saw in the news long before this movie came out. Um, I think from the uh, the videos that I've seen on it, like when it happened, there were some news channels that covered it, and the the general like consensus was like, "Oh, this is for Sasha Baron Cohen's show." What? Uh, who is America? Yeah, but nope. Turned out it was Borat too. Electric Boogaloo. Like all of the like all of the bits in this movie. This one turned out to be Borat too. God damn it. So anyway, um, after we get the hit song Wuhan flu, they get chased out. There's actually footage of uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, like jumping into their van and being like, drive, drive, drive. Cause there's like a whole like bunch of, um, of people that are like uh, basically like running him out. Yeah. Like he feared for his life in that moment, but yeah. Anyway, they they leave the the rally. Borat doesn't reunite with his daughter. He has to go back to the babysitter to uh, to to get some things. Yes. <laughs> and the babysitter tells Borat, you know, he tells go him to off. Work. She's like, yeah, you're, you're a fucking shit. Don't like, don't put your daughter in something she don't want. Yeah. And then she's like, go to her. Tell her how you feel. Go before her. Go, before her flight takes off, before she goes to New York for art school. Before she, I mean, it's not art school she's going to, but okay. You know, it's that that classic bit where the where the guy runs to the airport, gets through the TSA before be, because the movie came out before nine eleven, and then yeah. he's like, "I've loved you all along." And then she's like, "Okay, fam, fucking simp," and then leaves. <laughs> anyway, then we get. The infamous Rudy Giuliani interview. Oh yes, I feel like we should just uh, get through the uh, the rest of the synopsis before we get into uh, this bit specifically. Yep. But yeah, Rudy Giuliani gets interviewed by Tutar, and shit goes down. Yeah, hijinks ensue. Borat bursts in, and he's like, "No, she's fifteen. She's too old for you." Which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> then they reunite. Um, then they go back to Kazakhstan. Conspiracy ensues. Turns out Borat is responsible for the coronavirus. It turns out the coronavirus was inside of him all along. 
Like, literally. <laughs> <laughs> the true coronavirus was the friends you made along the way. Because you spread it to them. Borat just kills just hundreds. And then, um, basically, Borat and Tutar blackmail the premier into, like, making Becoming, Kazakhstan uh, better. Yeah. And, they, and then they, they're both reporters for Kazakhstan TV. Running of the Jew turns into running of the American. Mm-hmm. And everyone lives happily ever after. I mean, except for all the people he did kill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're, they're, people died. In a weird way, this movie retcons COVID because, like, now it's, it's not really Trump's fault as much. Now it's just, you know, Borat's fault. I'm blaming Sasha Barra Cohen, like, entirely. He killed us all. <laughs> Why'd you do it? No, one thing I do want to, I do want to mention, though, I feel like is a big thing that, we haven't talked about uh everyone was just surprisingly okay like a whole bunch of them were okay with the idea of uh of uh borat just you know selling his daughter to a, a famous republican person yeah. like they, they didn't see any problem with it. it's like oh yeah this is something that sane people do well yeah that's like that's like, the magic like of sasha baron cohen's filmmaking but like the thing is though, i don't want people to like take this as like oh yeah you you she's taking her to see a Republican. It's bad. He was going to sell her as a sex slave to a famous Republican and no one batted an eye. Well, Hey, he wasn't offering her as a sex slave. He was offering her as a, as a wife to a famous Republican politician. Doesn't particularly matter which one, but Actually, like now the, that I think about it, wife to a Republican and sex slave aren't that different. Yeah. <laughs> At least the sex slave is allowed to get an abortion. Oh, yeah. And that is bold of me to say, hot takes galore. Subscribe. That take was so hot, it's almost spicy. But yeah, no, no, yeah, I'm serious, I burnt my though, hands like, on that hot take, getting, bringing it out of the oven, because I need oven mitts for that hot take. I just thought it was so weird that no one once, besides the babysitter, decided to try and stop Borat from selling his daughter into, uh, into wedlock. Yeah. That's not a thing we have in this country, guys. He's a wacky foreigner. What you gonna do? Inject him with the Wuhan flu. Oh, fuck off. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that was, uh, that was, uh, that's one thing I wanted to bring up. A lot of the people who were okay with it also, Republicans. So I guess we know where they get their wives. <laughs> I mean, mail order brides even, like, I mean, I, they're not common, I guess, but I mean, they're more accepted than you'd think. I see. I wouldn't know because I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jared, you want to get into the controversy surrounding this movie? Oh, yes. There's a whole lot of it. Like, boys, uh, there are a lot. There's all the fun controversy that happened just because no one knew it was Borat. Now, that's fun to look back on. But there's also controversy involving some of the people in it because of uh, they feel like they were either lied to or uh, that Borat, you know, is dishonest with some of the stuff he he's he's portrayed uh, people as. Like, for example, I know Republicans are trying to sue him because he went to their meeting as a KKK member and none of them cared up until it was revealed it was Sasha Baron Cohen. 
Like in in the video, you see some people look over at him. No one like yells at him for wearing it. Well, he gets some like he gets, he gets some, some looks stares. For it. Yeah, but I feel like instead of them being like angry, oh my god, why is this guy here stairs? They're like, wait, we can do that now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're we're recording this on November 1st. Yesterday was Halloween. Merry as Christmas. time works. So I uh I do I do a little bit of cosplay as a as a hobby, just you know, something to keep my hands busy. And I uh I recently made a Spider-Man mask, which I'm very proud of and uh, I think it looks pretty good, and I uh, I wanted to wear it into Meyer yesterday because we were uh, Haley and I were getting some some nice late night Halloween candy. Hell yeah! And I was like, you know, I should wear I should wear this in there because you know it's Halloween, and I I think it looks cool, and I want to show it off. But then, um, getting out of the car, um, I was like, you know, I should just you know I should just leave it. I don't want to. I don't want it, to. It's like a, it's a whole thing. You want to attract attention it. to yourself. I don't want to be the one person wearing a costume, I guess. No, I get that. But like when once we were in there, I was like, you know, I should, maybe I should have worn it. I think that's how the people felt seeing Sasha Baron Cohen in the <laughs> KKK outfit. It's like, you know what? Maybe I should have brought it in. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he gets to wear a costume. I should get to. He gets to dress up as a spooky ghost. <laughs> So in July. So you were uh, I, I haven't heard a lot about this. So um, you were telling me that they there's actually a lawsuit being filed over this. Yeah, I looked it up uh, when we were getting ready to start filming. Apparently, a bunch of them, uh, they're going to they're trying to do a lawsuit against him. Hold on, let me see if I can find the article again. All right. But it, it seems like they're trying to do it because of slander, because he comes in and says he's someone who I don't really know. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't keep up with most, uh, like, Republican lore. But, uh... On. Uh, da 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 CPAC and its organizers. da 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 Uh, immediately cease and desist from any content filmed during CPAC in which Borat or another member of the Borat 2 crew enter dressed as a Ku Klux Klan member. Uh... In the latter, the ACU's representatives write, any implications of the KKK-style hatred would be welcome at CPAC is false and malicious. He has a hotel room he just goes into, and no one stops him. <laughs> so when was this filed? Was this filed, like, right when it happened? Uh, it's or? saying that they might do it. They aren't actually... They don't have it filed yet, but it's saying that... Uh, oh, okay, like so they're, they're like... planning on it. CPAC threatens legal action against Borat. Here's Fox Yeah, News. so they're... So they're waiting to just kind of feel it out. Like, you know, we'll we'll wait and see how much this movie grosses at the box office. Then we'll see how much we can sue for. Yeah, I, I, that's what it sounds like. They're all a bunch of welfare queens, I tell you. Fucking <laughs> conservatives. You're not wrong. But, uh, yeah, no, so it doesn't seem like there's an actual lawsuit going on for that yet. But they are really angry about... You know, it being shown that they just let a uh, a KKK member stroll through CPAC. Yeah, I think they're more offended that it made them look bad. Yeah. They're not mad that it happened. They're mad that it got broadcast to the nation. They're mad that now they're associated with the KKK again. I mean, when were, were they ever not associated with the KKK on some level? Oh, yeah, no. It's hard to say that you're not KKK when your hood's, like, underneath your fucking shirt. Well, it's like, 
you know, you got to take it as a wake up call. If the leader of the KKK is like on your side, yeah, you know, like I- ideologically speaking, it's like, you know, the Democrats are so bad, but the KKK sides with us on most issues. <laughs> it's like, would you say the Nazis are, 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 are something you want to have with you? Cause here's a, here's a plot twist. Republicans, they were socialists. I mean, not even. They used... They used no, 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 um, Alex, 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 don't explain it. Don't explain it. Just say they were socialists, and they'll kill each other in the infighting. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Don't... don't. Whatever you do, don't look up the, the way that the Nazis misappropriated the word socialism. No, smart people would know. That, that was mean, but you know what? I, I'm standing by that. Smart people would know. Like, the, the, the history of Nazis. Yeah, because only smart people know the the deep inner workings of World War II. So anyway, uh, more controversy surrounding the movie. Yes, um, one of so, the uh, like the the old lady, the Ju- the Jewish old woman who is a trooper. Uh, her family, like she passed away after like her scenes were done and stuff. And uh, her family tried suing because they wanted more money out of it because they they said that they felt that her things were misinterpreted or whatever, misappropriated. Yeah, so it was actually... uh, So the the woman's name is Judith Dim Evans, and um, her daughter actually sued... um, I think they sued Amazon and the... uh, I forget the name of the production company, but Amazon and the production company that made the movie... Um, because she feels that they misappropriated her likeness. Um, but there's actually more to it. The, um, the, the woman, Judith Dim Evans, um, she was actually pulled aside after they filmed that scene. And I believe it was was one of, yeah, it was one of the producers that explained it to her. Like, yeah, we're, we're kind we're doing like a, we're doing a A movie and it's like a, it's, um, we're, we're, this this is this is a character we're trying to kind of expose anti-semitism for how you know goofy it is thank you so much for your part in this um because you know sasha baron cohen himself is jewish so he uses his character uh, borat to kind of um poke fun at anti-semitism and you know basically be like isn't it so goofy that they think jews control the media and have long noses and have you know they have secret devil horns and stuff yeah it's, like, it's satire yeah because yeah like reading about like nazis ideas of like what jews are like it's a lot like reading like skyrim lore yeah no you're not wrong <laughs> it's like norwegian troll folklore <laughs> just insane <laughs> Now, uh, that was just so I can get people to look into Norwegian troll lore, because that shit is tight. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that whole interaction was actually filmed where they're telling her what's going on. Um, so, you know, yeah, there's actual evidence. There's evidence that she, you know, basically consented. consented yeah. Yeah. So the case was filed in Georgia and um, the judge didn't agree that they should be you know that legal action yeah they didn't agree that they should be sued so the case got dropped and uh that's that uh there's another one though uh involving the babysitter what was her name again something jones 
Janice Jones, who Janice was paid Jones. $3,600 for her appearance in the movie. To be honest, though, like, I know they were saying that that wasn't a, a lot, but like $3,600, like, for two scenes in a movie, shit, I'd do it for 500 <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, like, the value of, like, how acting is, but... Well, that's it's it's not quite that simple, because... As you know, a movie like the time that it takes to put in that the time that you put into a movie making it is a lot longer than what you see. Obviously, Um, she had to like actually, you know, babysit this this woman. Yeah, Um, that's a good point. Not only was she, you know, taking part in what she thought was a documentary, she was also actually you know, taking care of this supposed 15 year old girl. So she has to be paid for her labor um, as a babysitter and she should be compensated for her part in this movie. And she does play a pretty uh, integral role in the plot. So, you know, you can say like part of the reason that the movie did so well was her. You could argue that. So she should get a, a larger sum than what she's getting. Yeah, I can see that. I don't know. I guess it's just my concept of money. Like, yeah, it's like thirty six hundred dollars to me. That's fucking uh, that would be 12 paychecks. It's a lot for like the 30 to 40 minutes that she's in the movie. However long it is. It's probably maybe it's less than that. I think it's she's in for like 20 minutes because she's she's in yeah. for like a two minute skit and then she's got like a five minute skit and then she's talking yeah. to Borat. So yeah, like thirty six hundred is of course a lot for the t- for I guess the twenty minutes that she's in it, but, the, but they there didn't is a just film twenty minutes. Stuff. Yeah, there's that too. This is actually filmed like a documentary, so they shoot hours and hours of footage, and then they narrow it down to what they end up. Uh, they narrow it down to what ends up being in the final cut. Yeah. But yeah, after after there was some backlash over that, Sasha Baron Cohen actually um, reached out and he offered to donate a hundred thousand dollars to you know whatever cause she wanted, and she picked her community church. Um, and that money was uh, is uh, specifically going to be used for um, like food and water and like shelter, because I guess they've um, they've had a lot of like ice ice storms, I think. Uh, from what I remember from the article. Oh, yeah. Um, hold on. I got the article up right now. Um, there's actually a quote from the pastor, uh, Derek Scobie. Um, he said, I was blown away but not surprised because I was told about the type of heart this man has. He said, maybe it's a little risque, some of the things in the movie, but he has a good heart. The donations, he said, will help the community following recent struggles with power outages and ice storms. Yeah. Good guy, Borat. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he leaves a wake of destruction with his movies usually, but at least he, um, he'll, For a good cause. <laughs> he'll, he'll do what he can to kind of help clean it up. Yeah. Now the pastor, um, in addition, actually, uh, set up a GoFundMe for Janice Jones, the babysitter, and that ended up raising $144,000. Which is a lot. 
Yeah, and it's especially helpful. It's especially helpful for her because, um, like, as of um, that movie, and as of like you know recent articles written about her, uh, she's unemployed. So, wait, really? Uh, yeah, uh, probably related to the pandemic. Oh yeah, that's right. It's hard to be a babysitter when we're all supposed to stay home. <laughs> yeah, and I don't even know if that's like her main job or or whatever. But yeah, one hundred forty-four thousand dollars, incredible. Um, Today's incredible, economy having thing. one job. Ha 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 ha! I'd have more than one job if my job wasn't so life stealing. <laughs> I also had this written down. Um, the country Steve bit uh, was very funny, objectively. Uh, however, some people had the wrong opinion about it. Um, a lot of people. I guess, you know, conservatives were saying like, oh, this isn't funny. This isn't we don't at all agree or condone with uh, what he's saying. But they were singing along. Yeah, they're singing along, laughing, clapping. Uh, He's just basically reading what I see people post all the time on Facebook. Obama, what we going to do? Inject him with the Wuhan flu. Yeah. Yeah, that no, like, song is such a banger. I hope they released it on Spotify. But uh, no, like, thing is, though, like, I think most of those lyrics were just things they stole from some old guy's Facebook page. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, like I mentioned earlier, when that was filmed, there were actually some people that were very upset about it, and they uh, they chased him out. And there's footage of him getting into the van like very uh, hurriedly and uh, like panicking. And he's like, drive, 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 like get us the fuck out of here. I mean, if I was at a rally like that, I, too, would be like, yeah, let's get the fuck out of here now. Yeah. Now, um, a Republican rally. (laughs) I only had this written down under controversy because I didn't know where else to put it. But the uh, the sugar baby uh, from early on in the movie is an actress yeah she's actually an actress um she's not a real sugar baby she's financially independent so yeah she um she got an email basically you know offering a a role in i guess what she thought was a uh a documentary hold on i have an article about it um so this is a quote from an article which we will have linked under additional resources. Uh, she said she stumbled into the film when she received a quote, well-crafted email about a role for quote, original programming where she was supposed to help a foreigner learn the ropes of dating in the United States. According to this article, it says that she, uh, she understood pretty quickly that it was uh, pretty much like a comedy. And then she, uh, she found out that she's in Borat too. Um, she I, I think she took it pretty well um oh, i mean yeah no if you were if you were in borat too like if you just found out randomly like oh hey that comedy you were in it's borat too you'd probably be like oh that's that's shit yeah yeah so it doesn't seem like she's like you know offended that it presented her as a sugar baby because you know that was that was the part she was playing yeah so the last thing we have written down under controversy is Kazakhstan. Like we mentioned earlier, they um they didn't quite appreciate the first Borat movie. They didn't like how it presented the country. 
uh they there's a lot of pushback there's um there's one interview where Sasha Baron Cohen talks about how um they were like going to hold a press conference at the Kazakhstan embassy explaining like hey this isn't us you know we Borat isn't a real person he's a character who knew um but then Sasha Baron Cohen crashed that or he didn't he didn't crash their uh, press conference but he uh he actually called a press conference before theirs as Borat uh basically <laughs> representing the country of Kazakhstan um I love that. <laughs> yeah, I will. Uh, I'll have that linked under additional resources as well because it's a it's a great clip. So uh, let's move on to our uh, our our next and probably final segment: uh, things that were staged. Um, I don't have much written down. Um, I don't think a whole lot has come out about it yet. So first, the the moon blood dance sequence. Um, where they're at like a, a cotillion ballroom type thing that like father daughter dance that, that event was, was actually, yeah, that was booked by team Borat. Um, the father daughter duos were paid a hundred dollars each. Um, I think each duo was each couple was paid a hundred dollars, uh, to be extras in what they thought was going to be a movie about a formal Southern dance. Uh, little did they know, Little did they little know. did they know that it was gonna be a moon blood dance. Now that that scene actually was to me that was just uh, oh god I did not like that. And uh, I knew it the was other coming. Thing that was staged. I, I whinged. <laughs> the other thing that was staged the uh, the country Steve bit. Um, the band was uh, actually planted by Team Borat. Um, they had to grow them from band seeds. <laughs> um yeah if you look very closely you can see the planters that they're that they're in <laughs> and it uh it turns out that the the smash hit wuhan flu was actually pre-written uh even though it it seems um very uh impromptu it was actually very well planned out yeah I mean, it, they did good job on like working on making it look like it was uh just uh an all of a sudden thing, impromptu. That's the word, an impromptu thing. And like for real, I thought that was just something that you know just happened. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like it was just Sasha Baron Cohen uh crashing this thing, like just you know him alone with obviously like his camera crew and everything, but. But now, yeah, I, I didn't know that question. the band was uh, was part of it. But that raises a big question, though, because earlier in the movie, and this is what got to me when you told me that it was fake, because it was like, wait a second, uh, the two hillbilly uh, rednecks are hillbillies. Those are different. The two rednecks he hangs out with that live he lives with for a while, uh, Jerry and Jeff, they're the ones that teach him the song. Like, oh like, yeah like, like here's a song where we're ryan you we want you to play it and like he plays it for them and like yeah well yeah that kind of resembles what he ends up singing but yeah i wonder if that was actually written by him or if that was like i if that was planned by team borat i don't know like they uh they had a psychic enter their minds and <laughs> implant the the <laughs> the the, 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 tr the seeds that would blossom into those ideas beforehand 
It's like, here's a song you should write. Jeff, I have an idea. I know what we're going to do today. <laughs> so obviously, Sasha Baron Cohen's career making these movies is a bit of a mixed bag in terms of, you know, the uh, the results of of the uh, the scenes that he does. Yeah. Like, of course, for the actor that played Azamat in the first movie, that was really good for his career. He got a lot of jobs after that. But the people that that he interviewed were, you know, they they didn't take it very well. And uh, one example of like a, a negative side effect of the first movie was um, remember when he crashed the uh, when he, when he was being interviewed on the uh, the local news station. Yeah. Uh, remember when he uh, was like crashing the weatherman segment? Yeah. The person that booked him on the show uh, got fired. Fuck. Yeah. So this article, which I will have linked in the description, says, um, according to Newsweek, Dharma Arthur is claiming that booking Borat on a live noon news show cost her, um, cost her her job. Well, on the show and subsequently in the movie, Borat makes scatological references, kisses the male anchor, stands up so he's out of the screen, and then disrupts the weather report. Arthur, as quoted in Newsweek, says, because of um, because of Baron Cohen, my boss lost faith in my abilities and second-guessed everything I did thereafter. Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, Jared, do you? Th- um, I'm curious what your take is on the on that issue like do you think it's worth it that these movies as good as they are have such a destructive impact on some people's lives it is you know it's a very uh i guess complicated situation because like these movies do help like showcase some of like the problems with america at times like how some of these people view things and like you know how some of our politicians are yeah, very obviously sexual predators that we should do something about, but no one is going to. But, uh... Hold on, know. we didn't get into the Giuliani scene, yeah, I just I realized. Gonna, I was gonna say, uh, at the end, before we go, I wanted to talk about that. But yeah, uh, you know, that that that's a good question, because it's like, how much uh, do we want to sacrifice of other people who, like, are just doing their jobs? Because, like... I don't blame it on Borat for what's happening like to these people. Like they were, they're making a movie and stuff like that. The, the, yeah, they lied and everything, but like when the guy got fired and stuff, it's like, you know, yeah, that's the company. Well, like the company is like, if, if they don't want mistakes to be made, don't hire a human being, then fuck it. Yeah. Well, there um, is a saying to air is human. Yeah, and if like and I, if one guy accidentally lets Borat on the set. Yeah, I I think do? luckily inject him with the Wuhan flu. I think. <laughs> oh my god! Fortunately, it I, seems that Sasha Baron Cohen has learned from his mistakes because you know there it's it's a fourteen year gap between the first movie and the second movie. Yeah. So you know the first movie he left a wake of destruction. Second movie he's like maybe I don't do that. So that's maybe you know, that's we when, don't do that. That's where you get stuff like him the donating a hundred thousand dollars to a local church, yeah. and you know stuff like that. Good stuff. Yeah, I'm. Uh, 
but I don't know. Like, if he didn't learn from that, though, I don't know how much it would be worth it. Because, like, we know America's racist, so do we need to get people fired to make a movie exploring that? Well, I mean, we know America's racist, but does America know it's racist? She. That's a good point. Yeah. But yeah, let's get into the Giuliani scene. So, yeah, so prominent Republican, uh, he's a Republican he's a, senator, right? He is um, Donald Trump's lawyer. That's what it is. Uh, a prominent lawyer for Republican President Donald J. Trump uh, is seen in the movie groping himself when he is being solicited by a 15-year-old foreign reporter. And like, uh, as you said before, uh, there's a scene where Sasha Baron Cohen's character Borat barges in and, you know, it's like, hey, fuck me instead. She's only 15. She's too old for you and shit like that. Yeah. But uh, um, like you said, you feel like he did that because you thought he was going like he was trying to stop something that was obviously, you know, going to happen. <laughs> and yeah. I believe you because like. Uh, him tucking his shirt in like i've tucked in a shirt before a dress shirt and it doesn't take that long didn't have to tuck it under your balls yeah i didn't i didn't have to shove my whole hand and upper arm lower arm down my pants into my asshole to do it <laughs> however mr giuliano or giuliani or rudy i'm just gonna call him rudy because his last name is fucking ridiculous for me rudolph I just, rudolph mr rudy my wife he, uh, you know, he just shoved his whole hand down his pants and he's just like, hmm, I'm going to get fucked by a 15 year old. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like we should address that. I know there's some people talking about it, but like, you know, I don't know. I have a bit of a different take on the whole situation. So we can agree that his actions were generally creepy very immoral also like asking for this woman's address yeah. um i'm fairly certain that he doesn't know that her character is 15 the actress is 24 she never says her age she's drinking with him so that's a good point it's it wouldn't be outlandish for him to assume that she's above the age of consent at least but still he has a wife and he's currently facing allegations of cheating and this is yeah. like you know and he's like rubbing her back and stuff. Yeah, I know someone's gonna be like, "Oh, she touched his his uh his kneecap. That's a clear sign of seduction." It's like, not really. <laughs> he's a grown ass man. He should be able to handle that shit. He's not a thirteen year old boy. <sighs> she was wearing a blue dress. So she was asking for it. <laughs> she was wearing a blue dress. Blue, the color of Democrats. <laughs> Get fucked, libtard. Literally going to fuck you libtard <laughs> but yeah no it's like it's just such a fucking creepy scene and shit and it's like this is an actual like fucking like famous in the news right now for shit person and here's evidence of that shit yeah i don't know i feel like you know maybe divorce his ass put him in jail because isn't cheating a crime um adultery i don't know I don't know, like, the legal ramifications of it, but it will land him in trouble with, obviously, like, his wife, and he'll have to um, probably get a divorce and pay alimony. 
It's just a whole mess that you don't want to jump through. Oh yeah, which he he has to now. Like the, if, if his wife doesn't divorce him, he's lobotomized her. <laughs> um, but yeah, my take on the whole situation is I think he believed that she was a reporter in her twenties. Um, and I think that he thought that she was kind of coming on to him and he definitely was going to make a move on her. Now, when he had his hand in his, in her, in his pants, when I first saw it before the movie came out, I was like, yeah, he, he's, he's fondling himself. Yeah. But look, looking, <laughs> watching the movie, it, I believe, I believe him when he says that he was tucking his shirt in. However, I do not believe that he was only tucking his shirt in. Yeah, no, I feel you. He was asking like for her phone number and address and stuff. It's, he's definitely interested in her. Now, do you, Jared, do you believe that Sasha Baron Cohen as a filmmaker would cuck his own content? No, no. If he didn't think the actress was in danger, I don't think he would. I think he'd continue. Yeah. He clearly he saw that, you know, this this creepy guy is uh is definitely going to be doing something. So I think that's where the issue lies. What it's not what he was doing, it's what he was going to do. Yeah. And that's I I I think a lot of people miss that point. Yeah. Yeah, like just him having his hand in his pants the way he did. On its own, in a vacuum, not a big deal. But coming from him in a bedroom, in that context with his history, definitely problematic. And I think that people aren't, like, people that are defending him aren't looking at it from that perspective. Yeah. Now, another point that, um, another another issue that this brings up is how many times has this happened to him? How many times has Rudy Giuliani post interview fucked a reporter and then, you know, who's to say this hasn't happened and then someone gets photos like what happened because, you know, there were hidden cameras and everything. How many times has has this happened to him? How many people have dirt on Rudy Giuliani because he just can't keep his dick in his pants? And how many of those people aren't sharing that dirt? Come on. Post them Giuliani nudes. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, how many people are out there blackmailing this prominent Republican? This guy that is directly uh, associated with the president. Yeah. It's like, really, this is the best security you got? (laughs) And also, she's not even a real fucking reporter. Yeah. She's a reporter being played by a character, being played by a Bolivian actress. Yeah. And you see, you you don't, you see nothing wrong with letting this man do an interview with someone and you don't even like, you don't card them. You don't ask for any kind of identification. It's like, you don't, you don't do any kind of, um, you don't do any kind of research into this reporter. Like she had um for her like her like I guess news media front, whatever, she picked some, you know, generic sounding conservative name, like Liberty, whatever. 
but it's like you don't you don't think to look her up and see you know her history of uh of like the history of her work you don't think it's weird like oh you know this this woman has only done zero interviews up to this point she has no web traffic whatsoever and we're just going to let her interview the the lawyer for the president yeah that's the best their security can offer it's only what their security can offer like th- this is a perfectly reasonable person i see no harm in this have at her rudy god donald trump and everyone associated with him are such slime balls having a real tough time convincing me that not rapists or pedophiles that's all i'm gonna say yeah i think the whole like QAnon calling democrats pedophiles thing definitely projection yeah no 100 percent. they're just jealous because they think the dems are getting away with it while they're not yeah well it's like oh you know there's there's photographs of bill clinton hanging out with jeffrey epstein which i feel like I shouldn't have to say this is bad. The Clintons are bad. Yeah. They are corrupt. I just want to get that out of the way. Oh yeah, no. Before I there get people calling me a Trump supporter. There's a lot of really fucking corrupt Democrats and shit. Yeah. But before like, I get people calling me a Trump supporter or uh, before I get people um calling you a calling Clinton me, supporter, a Clinton Yeah, people, before I get people calling me uh libtard. <laughs> Before I get people calling me a libtard and a uh, Clinton supporter and like a a blind uh, Democratic follower, um, the Clintons are bad. They are corrupt. It is bad that Clint that Bill Clinton hangs out with Jeffrey Epstein. Yes, but it's like when there's when when Jeffrey Epstein isn't hanging out with Bill Clinton, he's hanging he's out with hanging the out with Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, like oh hey, what about that, huh? Yep, to the to the Democrats listening, Trump is bad. So is Bill Clinton. To the Republicans listening, Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton is, bad, is bad. So is Trump. Oh, but also Hillary's emails, close to. <laughs> don't don't worry, we haven't forgot, boys. We know that's what your priorities are. And Obama's last name, we're still trying to get to the bottom of that. You know what? The whole Hillary Clinton email thing. It's just like the whole cuties controversy that we talked about two weeks ago. Oh, How like, it's like conservatives it's took issue, over that issue. But it's like not a big deal. Conservatives made that like their issue. So like if you as a like as a leftist or a progressive bring up like, hey, isn't it kind of weird that Hillary Clinton is using like her personal email and like a private email server that can be easily hacked for, you know, like sensitive like government stuff yeah like isn't it a little weird that she's doing that but here's then the thing you get for people me calling you that. a trump supporter the thing though about that though that gets to me though is that that whole ordeal with her emails and shit like that is like not that big of a deal when you remember she's like 90 fucking years old and probably doesn't know what a computer really is like yeah, she probably mistakenly did that. But let's also remember well, she's, she's also only the person like that advocated for like the murder of gay people and like the deaths well, she of was many only soldiers. Like, she was only like in her like early sixties when that happened, I think. Uh yeah, and like the computer were probably also in their early sixties. <laughs> Look, 
if Trump can manage a Twitter account, Hillary Clinton should be able to manage an email account. Well, yeah, I know. I'm just saying, though, it's like, I don't think Clinton's really paying attention to her to how to run a, use a computer when she's basically executing POWs. <laughs> Meanwhile, Trump, on the other hand, Fucking what Benghazi. has he done besides play golf or go on Twitter? I haven't seen Trump use any other website than Twitter. I think that's what I think he thinks that's what the Internet is. He probably has like a phone that he uses for phone calls. Then he uses like a he has like a, a phone for Twitter. And the family uh picture book is for porn. <laughs> Kinda like your setup. Wow. <laughs> I don't use the family picture book for porn. I use but the you yearbook. do have <laughs> you do have uh is that why my name was circled so many times? What? Uh no, no, is that, no, is that why my picture was circled so many times in the? Why yearbook? would I be circling it? To to bookmark it. Oh, that's why I don't know. Just go with it. Just go with the bit. Always stuck together. Oh, if I could clone myself, I would totally rape myself. Jared, I just want to end the show now. <laughs> <laughs> I have taken control. <laughs> My tendrils have wrapped around this pathetic podcast. It is now my show. <laughs> Jared, final thoughts? <laughs> Thank you for that. Welcome. I thought it was a pretty good movie. Uh, I feel like, though, again, there's some stuff we should address more publicly. But uh, Borat 2 wasn't bad. I recommend you watch it. Also... By the way, it's called Borat, uh, Borat Subsequent Movie Film, not Borat 2. I learned that the hard way when I tried to find Borat 2 and couldn't find it. <laughs> no one told me it wasn't labeled Borat 2. I like the the longer title. Hold on. I gotta, it, it fits I gotta the find theme. it. Uh, Borat 2 Subsequent Movie Film is what it's called. I know this now because, like, again, I had to try and figure out what the fuck it was called. <laughs> Okay, so the the full title is Borat Subsequent Movie Film Delivery of Prodigious Bride to American Regime for Make Benefit Once Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan. That's the full title? Yep. I love that. It reminds me of uh, Henry Darger's books. For those who don't understand who Henry Darger is, please look him up. He was a very bizarre artist who was also kind of crazy, but like, you know. Like all artists. He was like Picasso, except weirder. But, you know, I, I want people to to know some of these weird folks. Because I will talk about him in a, in a later episode of the podcast. I got real into looking at looking up, like, bizarre people. I also want to talk about the guy that may have eaten a baby. Yeah, we'll have to get into that, because I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm talking about actual historical things. There is a guy... That had an insatiable We'll get into appetite. that in a different episode. Okay. But yeah, so, no, a child fucking disappeared and like no one knows where they went, but he kind of looked a little sus. Yikes. All right. So my <laughs> final thoughts are the movie was pretty good. Definitely worth a watch. Lives up to the hype of the original. Um, don't believe all the controversy surrounding it because some of it is just in bad faith. Or it's just actually invented for the fucking movie. Uh, Rudy Giuliani is a creep, and so is Donald Trump. Yeah. All right. Good afternoon, All right, so good evening, and go fuck yourself. Hold Goodbye, on. We have, to do the, we have to do the rest of the outro. I know. 
Uh, this has been our review for Borat, subsequent movie film, delivery of prejudiced bride to American regime for make benefit once glorious nation of Kazakhstan. All in one take. If you like today's episode, please like, share, subscribe, comment. Dominate. Whatever your platform allows, please subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. Uh, share with a friend that you think will like the show. Even if you personally didn't like it, there's probably someone that you know that will like it so share it with everyone download all of our episodes good for analytics our social media is linked in the description so if you disagreed with anything we said during today's show you can yell at us there we'll probably ignore it if you are listening on youtube you can leave a comment telling us what you want to see us cover next um you can also yell at us there if you disagreed with anything uh statistically you probably did i think that's everything oh um uh, if you are crazy, uh, donate to our uh, donation link down below. We don't offer anything. Um, full transparency. We are thinking of uh, starting uh, merch, selling merch. Jared does oh. some drawings of a particular character that I'm a fan of. Bert's original character, Bert. So um, we might do that I at some get point. get back in the practice of drawing Bert. He's intangible to me still. And we will use him for monetary purposes. I would, you know, I'd be down for that. I like, I, 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 just I want, I want bird share. on a shirt. Bird on a shirt. The bird shirt. Hashtag bird on a shirt. Bert. And remember, uh, ladies, I am single and smell like dog shit. So do with that what you can't will. Can't go wrong there. Now, in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and go fuck yourself. <laughs>